Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to the Get Geek Podcast podcast i am one of your hosts my name is gabe and i am joined by i'm joined by blanking what (laughs) just happened to my brain it literally just kind of like shut off for a second i am joined by walt aj and eli (laughs) there's that gulp of coffee you had right before we went live (laughs) i think there was like a delayed delayed delivery to my brain (laughs) Yeah, man. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good night. Come on, come on. on. Let's go, guys. Let's go. Good night. Oh, my God. That was a terrible opening. Yeah, I know. Jeez. That's that's probably the worst one we've had since we started Get Geek. Maybe, yeah. That that was was horrendous. Get Geek's like, what, past more than 100 episodes? Is it? I guess it had to happen sometime, right? I guess so. Yeah, so. What episode count are we on? I have no idea because what well, since we've gone to the season format, I have no idea what it is. So, you know. It's definitely got to be over, over, I mean, we're in the third season. Yeah. Uh, this is, give or take this a few is, missed weeks and stuff. Yeah, we've got to like be what, over 100. Episode 12 of 12 season three. For season three. So, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, we're definitely over 100. I could tell you that much. Well, anyways, despite that terrible, terrible <laughs> opening, we guys we have an awesome episode for you guys. We're going to just kind of chit chat a little bit about what's going on during the week, um, and uh, what's going on with Netflix. Um, but of course, please hit that like, rate, like, rate, share, and subscribe button to support your favorite podcast, which you're listening to right now. And let's get this show on the road. Uh, speaking of roads, you guys did something this weekend. Um, boom, boom. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Let's vroom. talk a little bit about what you guys uh, got up to this weekend. So on Thursday, uh, we went to the New York International Auto oh. Show. Wait, you Car guys show. are on. Yeah, that's right. This is spring break for you guys, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you just said Thursday, and I'm like, what? Oh, for Eli. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, just for one person. <laughs> us, yeah. Us two have to work. So, but I t- I took the day off. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we headed out. It's been, we actually had bought tickets last year and um, because tickets were available last year, but COVID kind of wrecked those plans because they ended up canceling the show because of the heightened Delta virus at the, at the time, I think it was Delta then Omicron didn't show up until the very end of 2021 into 2022. So the Delta virus screwed our plans for the auto show last year but this year with everything sort of going back to normal even though we are still in the middle of a pandemic despite what other people might believe um yeah we went we went out there and uh i gotta tell you it's been so for aj this is his second time going to the show eli's his first i've been there about five or six times before but it's been a long time for me Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we walked in almost kind of like seeing it for the first time. 
I'm, I'm real quick. I'm curious that uh, how soon, how close to the uh, the event that they cancel it last year? Uh, I believe it was. I'm, I'm my my memory's been bad lately, but I believe is it, it was close to. It was within a month of okay. the actual thing. Okay, because I remember yeah. we were making plans and everything. So well, I, I was just wondering if like they 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 delivered the cards already, or if they were kind of getting everything ready before. No, and I, they, I don't think they, they ever got yet. to that point. You know, um, so it, it's been a while since we've been there. Um, and so we, we went over there, got there like around what twelve o'clock. Yeah, around that time. Um, and the first thing you see is that they have this huge jeep track, which, unfortunately, the lines were way too long for us to stand in, and so we didn't get a chance to do it. But Not I mean, literally, that. you're talking about a. There was one point, I believe, it was a forty-five degree. Um, incline, incline? Really? Yeah, that went up at least 20 to 30 feet. Yeah, yeah. It was and, hard. and they were running their Jeeps on that. And then, of course, you know, there, there was staircases that they went down. There was the, you know, the things, the inclines where, you know, the Jeep is literally on one one wheel and stuff like that. So it was cool. But like I said, we didn't get to do that. The overall show was OK. Um now that I think about it more, there were a lot of cars missing, a lot of well, a lot of you know auto manufacturers missing. Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to hear from Eli since it was his first uh, his first experience, his first time there. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was it was definitely fun. I got to see a lot of cool concept cars, but you know, I did notice that a lot of it, it felt like there was a lot missing, even though I don't even know exactly what was missing. I felt mm-hmm. like there was like still some stuff that you know, would have been added. Like, I heard that there were, like, a lot of um, manufacturers that didn't come to the show. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can explain um, explain on that, but, yeah. I mean, you literally, when you when you heard you were going to the other show, what was the what was the manufacturer you wanted to see the most? Lambo. Lambo, Lambo, right? of course. They had two. two. What did they, they have two. for the Lambo? Was it their, their, their SUV? The, the, the Urus was there. Uh-huh. Which, um, interestingly enough, I don't know if that was the new one that that's coming out soon. The performance package, right? They also had a lime a lime green Huracan. They're all electric Huracan, which is scheduled to come out soon. But the problem was is that they put it toward the back of the uh, back of the main floor toward the right. Mm-hmm. And they had it behind like a um, like a like a like a bush wall almost, and the only people that could actually walk around in the exhibit were VIPs. Really, yeah, interesting, yeah. Because they had that in that exhibit. Not only did they have the Lambos, but they also had the the Ro- two Rolls Royces, two Bentleys, two Porsches. Um, they had the Panamera. And they had the 911 GT, but that was it. That's all you got in terms of. Yeah, Porsche, it wasn't like an actual. You know? It wasn't like an uh, Porsche. You know, is my favorite car brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like an actual Porsche booth. You know, where they're talking about like the new concept cars and stuff. They're just yeah, man. That kind of sucks. But it's, I mean, at, at the same time, cars. like you know, like it, it, it. You know, all that matters is that you guys had fun. I mean, you guys. Yeah. We're talking about like getting on the uh, the Ford track. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, so what, and 
Eli, Andre, I want Andre to speak about the four track because yeah. I think he had the most visceral response to that <laughs> really? out of all of us, oh, right? God. Yeah, so. that like took me completely off guard. Like, just <laughs> one moment, everything's fine and good. And then oh, the God. next, it feels like I was about to get jettisoned out of my own body. It was... What? Yeah, like, because what they did was... Yeah, explain to me what the whole process was. So they started you off, you get in the car, okay. The dude makes, like, you know, he goes ahead a little bit, makes a turn, and then he move, He uh, goes in reverse. And there's a straightaway right, right mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then what the guy just does is he just slams on the pedal. And you go... This is the EV? Yes, it was a Ford F-150 EV. Um, What the guy was telling us is the the car that we were in as as stocked was a $90,000 EV. Um, And we did like zero to 60 in about three seconds in a truck. Wow! Like, well, I mean, you know, you you can do that in a truck. You can definitely do that in a truck. Period. People like, you know, like the the engine block and the 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 whole powertrain is just so so big and strong that, like, yeah, and it's got like you know these big wheels, so it's gonna have like that crazy, you know, grip on the on the on on, on the floor. But damn, I think the I think the thing that really knocked AJ for a loop. First of all, you get thrown back into your seat. So, yeah. it, you know, it, it was it was literally a thing that you get whiplash from. But I think probably one of the bigger things that AJ, you know, um, there was no warning. Like, you know, when, when you yeah. have a regular car, you kind of like you hear the revving and stuff like that. This, the car is silent. And then all of a sudden you're shot out like a, bolted, like a yeah. roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's one of the things that, like, I think is going to take a long time to get used to um, with electric vehicles. I've driven a few, and it's just really, really weird to come to, like, a a, a, a stop sign or red light and just brake, and all of a sudden it feels like the car is off. And you start questioning, is, is, is this thing on? You know, like, I started, mm-hmm. like, kind of, like, looking around. I hit the gas a little bit just to make sure that I'm uh, that I'm still good to go when the light goes green. Um but I haven't, I haven't, you know, been in a vehicle where I'm going, you know, pedal to the metal, you know, to 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 test out the performance yet, which would be kind of cool. But I, I don't know, you know, I'm sort of a car guy. I don't want to say that I am a car guy, uh, but I am a fan of 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 you know, um, car performance and uh, racing sports, um, and so. Yeah. I've got F one on the TV right now. As a matter of fact, oh, get out F one. No, yeah. just don't, don't, no. What? No. What do you mean, no? No. Yeah. What, 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 no. Explain. I, oh, hey, please explain, AJ, because I'm a huge F one fan too. I'm sorry, I can't stand the Fast and the Furious movies. I can't. Oh my God. Wait. Wait, what? No, he's not talking about Fast and the Furious. He's talking about Formula One. Oh, I was about to say. Because <laughs> oh I know that the later Damn, movies are called like F9, FX. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Yeah, yeah. The, no, the, but you know, to be fair, the only one that 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 merits you know replay all the time is the first Fast and the Furious movie. That is the one that revolutionized the, the the car world, really. You know, that's when that's when the the movies were actually about the cars. Yeah, they actually <laughs> were about cars, and it was about racing. Yeah. Oh, anyway, um, yeah, huge F one fan, so we could definitely talk about that. But um, I don't even know where I was going with that. So you were talking about how quiet the, the cars oh yeah 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 so so, so yeah so I'm as, oh that yeah. that's right the point that I was gonna make before we kind of you know start moving this along um, was I uh, you know I'm a bit of a car guy I've kind of always been super interested in some you know some of these like high performance vehicles even though my pockets don't allow me to come anywhere near the enjoyment of you know these these exotic vehicles and stuff which is why the car show has always been a big thing for me you know i think since i was around 14 or 15 i've been going to the car show like every single year i think i hit seven years in a row um and then around the uh 2017 16 17 around there is kind of where like basically when i bought into the dojo is when things started slowing down for extracurricular activities for me mm-hmm. um Understand but the car so. show the car show was a way for me to experience these things that were way out of my you know purview you know, ever. And, you mm-hmm. know, at, at least at, at that time or, you know, still currently. <laughs> um, but I feel like I don't know how I'm going to feel with this, like, shift that's very obviously happening. You know, every single company is moving to EV, to electric vehicles. Um, and I like the sound of an engine roaring. I like the uh, the feeling of the rumbling of a car. Um, and uh, you don't get that with the electric vehicles. So I don't know how I'm going to feel about that exactly, but it's happening no matter what, because, for example, all the manufacturers are moving their flagship cars to electric vehicles and and Ford, you know, this is almost like blasphemy Ford. Not only did they make their Mustang now a or shifting the Mustang brand over from, you know, to to as an electric vehicle, they also turned it into a crossover. Which, which is crazy. Which, but believe it or not, I'm I'm actually I, I didn't like the the thought of the Mustang as a crossover, but I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of warming up to that. I really am, you know. Um, I don't know. Before, That's blasphemy. Oh god, yeah, I know. It's because it's not it's on. not a sport. It's not like a, a a. Oh, but it's still quick though. It's very I mean, you, quick. You yeah, look but at the it's Lamborghini, just, it's the the Urus, the Urus is the most popular Lamborghini. In their lineup, well, yeah, like because the, soccer the moms it, can drive them now. Yeah, but the year that it came out, it doubled. <laughs> it doubled um, Lamborghini sales. Yes, because That's you can take your kids to the game in that car. Oh, but I love that. You're car. not supposed to be able to take your kids to the game in a Lamborghini. Well, you could do it quicker, <laughs> so you could do other things. You know? uh, it but takes me, away the spirit of driving these cars. I know, I know. Uh, but, but before we move on, and I shouldn't I, I speak wanna, because I have a Cayenne, so <laughs> mine is, you, you know. Soccer but dad, <laughs> it's eventually. a very small compartment inside. Okay, I, I can't fit a bunch of kids. All right, well, that's okay. You put them in the trunk and away you go. <laughs> that's what I did for a number of years. <laughs> anyway, um, before we move on, I just want to make a couple of points. Um, and I want to I want to end it with AJ's reaction to this. But, um, speaking about what you were talking about with Ford, it's interesting because 
down on the bottom track um, on the bottom floor there was a huge track right and so they had a straightaway along with slaloms and stuff like that and that's going to be my last point but before i get to that on that same floor they were showing how new york is embracing um evs and one of the things that they showed on there was a nypd police cruiser a ford mustang ev so you know just so, just so that you know that you know um i wonder if it's actually coming oh it is it is because they had that was those were official cars those are that, really? they had new york had a presence there you know they were talking about how yeah. you know they were looking to work with apartment building owners to try and make it a little bit easier for apartment dwellers to be able to charge their evs so yeah there is a push in new york city to get that done and that has always been in my mind the biggest um obstacle for new york is how in the world do you transition to electric vehicles when people live in apartment buildings you can do it easily if you have a home because you just throw it in your garage and boom, yeah, away you yeah. go you know but they have a plan um two more points and then i'm going to throw it to aj to, to close this out uh for you gabe mm-hmm um, I'm just going to give you two experiences that I was fortunate enough to have that maybe you should really look into. Um, in Jersey, there is a place, and I forget the name of the, the place, but they allow you to get on a track and drive either a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, um, an Aston Martin, and things like that. I was fortunate enough to do that. I wanted to do the Lamborghini. I couldn't fit in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i ended up getting into a, uh, a ferrari i think it was the f350 i'm not sure oh um, nice no you fit in the ferrari i i did just barely i had I the ferraris had i guess the ferrari has a uh a little bit of a better space a more spacious cockpit even though i believe it's lower i was almost prone the ground. yeah i was almost prone though like this yeah. I had to go lean well, I mean, that's that's how a lot of these, you know, exotic sports cars are going to be. You're yeah. going to essentially be in a in, in an F1 racing cockpit, which you're essentially laying like almost completely prone. Your yeah. legs and your spine are almost there's only just a slight curve. And, and um, it makes it difficult sit, yeah. because I'm a big guy and yeah. adding the helmet makes me even bigger. And, you know, you know, I think um, that that's something I'm going to want to do for sure this year. I don't know if I'll be able to do it for my birthday. It's so cold and stuff. I don't know how they operate, but it would act that that would be a cool birthday birthday you kind of weekend type of um, thing. Yeah. The, the only thing I, I warn you against, make sure that you stand behind somebody that, you know, is not going to jump in a car and drive 40 miles per hour in front of you. Oh, yeah, that would suck. Because they don't allow you to go around people. You have yeah, to don't drive pass, behind yeah. them. Yeah. So um, I actually tried to break the rules by stopping completely in the middle of the track to give him enough distance. Yeah. So and you the can guy push was it, like, yeah. the guy was like, you really need to move. Oh, man, that <laughs> so sucks. I didn't that get sucks. To, I didn't get to open up the Ferrari. The other experience that I had was down in Florida. I was able to jump into a NASCAR um, rig. Oh, a, st- a stock car? Yes, and, nice. um, and with, complete with a professional driver, and I was the uh, I was the um, passenger. Passenger, and we took the track at over two hundred miles per hour, on the bank and, and everything, the whole nine yards. I mean, literally, I'm not a guy that gets frightened easily, and I wasn't frightened, but I was concerned as he was moving 
closer and closer to the wall where we were only inches from the from the <laughs> from the wall you know so Ugh. that was no. that was interesting oh, no. days of thunder gonna take them on the outside yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was something that if you're ever down in florida you might want to try it it's on the disney property at least it was back then well i am i am in orlando a couple times a year for for jiu-jitsu competitions All so right. maybe the next one i'm Okay. Might, the might last, the last bit that I'm going to to end this, and I'm going to throw it to AJ to discuss it. Um, the Ford was the was not the only track car that we jumped on on the auto show. We also went, like I said, downstairs to the big, huge EV track, and we jumped into a Kia EV6 concept car, and mm. we took that around the track. Obviously, somebody was driving it, um, and so I'm going to throw this to AJ. In terms of the straightaway and the the jump, which one was more um, impressionable for you? Was it the Ford or was it the Kia? I got to say it was the Ford. Like, when you were in the Ford, like, you literally felt your, what, your heart drop or whatever. But with the Kia, <laughs> like just, just your heart, your heart, just, you know, whatever, your heart, your lungs, maybe your kidney dropped. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, all that. <laughs> but with the Kia, you felt like I'm not going to say a fraction of it, but like maybe three fourths or four fifths of what the Ford kind of put you through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so similar, but not exactly. I, and I think yeah. I, I had to do something with the driver because I don't think the driver of the Kia was as aggressive as the Ford guy, right? That might be a company culture thing, right? Like you, if you work for Ford, you're representing this brand oh. that houses the Mustang, and it's like, yeah, we're Ford. You know, with mm-hmm. Kia, maybe the personality of the drivers or the people that they hire are a little bit more subdued. Yeah. I don't know. So, um, just on that note, cross gen the other podcast that we're on, we're actually going to be doing an entire episode, a video episode of the yeah. New York Auto Show. So if you want to check out that, um, we're going to be not only talking about it, but we're going to be showing you some of the concept cars that we saw, some of the some of the experiences Sick. that we had. Um, you know, we, we really tried to showcase not the average cars, but the, the more exotic cars on that show. So if you want to check Watch. that out, Definitely check out the Cross Gen podcast this Tuesday, um, and watch it on YouTube as opposed to your. That's gonna be fun. I gotta check thing. that out. I gotta subscribe. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. That's the auto show for us. That's what we did this week. What about you, Gabe? Me? Oof. Yeah, man. Well, aside from working pretty much every single day, I didn't really do too much, but I did get in a chance to sneak out, and I made some excuses. Uh, you know, at the dojo at work in order to get out to do this. But I went and saw the Rangers Islanders game on Thursday. Ooh, interesting. And that was that a lot of awesome. fun. That was a lot of fun. It was, it was a, it was a uh, friend of mine, you know, had gotten tickets. He's a huge Islanders fan. I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I, but I do root for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And there's like this like little banter between us. And, and, you know, I, I'm 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 this guy that doesn't know anything about hockey, but for some reason, you know, you know, I, I'm in this like conversation with him and, and and all that. And he's like, yo, you wanna go to this game? You know, you wanna you wanna go you wanna go and see my team beat your team? I'm like, 
with sure no problem let me see if i can make things make things work i was able to get coverage at the dojo i didn't tell them that it's because i was going to <laughs> a game um but you know you gotta we'll kind of do these things sometimes uh we'll bleep that out like when yeah, we exactly <laughs> so anyway we go to the game it's it, it, it's fun we're at the ubs arena and the ubs arena is actually an amazing arena and we actually also even tailgated the first time i ever tailgated we got like this little tiny little uh grill mm-hmm. and some hot dogs and sausages and stuff and uh and 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 we did not realize how cold it would actually be so we're like <laughs> there like just in the freezing cold trying to start this little cold grill like campfire thing and we're just like struggling because the grill is literally like the size of like it's 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 a little hibachi it, grill yeah, right it's a little tiny grill and we're just out there with like lighter fluid just like trying to light this thing were you we the only it. guys there doing that yeah, we were. So because the thing is that, like, apparently, so at UBS Arena, they, they have a rule against tailgating. Oh. So we had to kind of do everything. We, we okay, drove so- all the way to the other end of the parking lot so that we're very, very far away from security so that we could do this little tailgating. So we're just sneaked, there. So you sneaked out of work, right, <laughs> to go to a Rangers game and then decided, you know what? Despite the fact that it's illegal, we're still gonna we're still gonna tailgate. <laughs> you know what? Though it's you know it, it made the experience all the did you did you boost the car fun. afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> so so we're there and like the, the the we finally like the grill, but the grills are just not like hot enough, and we put like the dogs on there. So we kind of we had these dogs that were grilled, but were just lukewarm. So basically, you had Vienna sausages. Basically, you had Vienna sausages, uh, but they were still delicious. I maybe had a little bit too many hot dogs and sausages, but whatever. We got into the arena, <laughs> and when we get to the arena, the arena actually, like I said, it looks really, really amazing. It's 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 the brand new UBS arena, and I'm telling you, man, it feels like Yankee Stadium with like all the amenities. It just feels like when you walk in, it feels. It actually even feels like Madison Square Garden. You know, when you walk in and you have like the escalators and all these like kind of shops and stores and mm-hmm. and restaurants and all that stuff. Um, and then when we get to the actual rink, the view from the rink and the stadium is just phenomenal. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we didn't we had bleacher seats. We were literally like one row in front of the last row up in the bleachers. And it was still an amazing, beautiful view. We had a great view of the game. So. Um, the game was a lot of fun, uh, you know, because I'm sitting there in Islanders Nation. I'm sitting there with my buddy Eric, uh, Islanders fan. We have two people in front of us that are huge Islanders fans. It's, it's like a dad and son kind of gig there. And then right next to me sits uh, these two guys that are already definitely under the influence of alcohol <laughs> before the game even starts. And they're just like... Uh, you know, they're asking around, like, are you an Islanders fan? Are you an Islanders fan? And everybody's like, yeah, go Islanders. And they ask, like, what about you? You an Islanders fan to Eric? And he's like, yep, Islanders all day. And then he gets to me, and I just stay quiet. And he's like, oh, my God, this guy. You know, and he says, like, <laughs> obviously, it was sort of obviously tongue-in-cheek, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said a comment that I like that, you know, I hope no one got into a car accident that day. But he said, like, I hope all Rangers fans get in a car accident after this game today. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Wow. Uh, I said nothing. I was like, I did nothing for you to you. I'm, I'm, I'm this humble little nice 
Rangers fan in 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 a sea of Islanders fan. I'm being nice. I'm not wearing the jersey the whole nine. Um, but then the game starts, and they hit up. They I forget who it was. Man, I I I need to look this up. But uh, right off the bat, like 30 seconds in, we score a goal. You know, mm-hmm. Rangers score a goal, and then within within halfway through the first period, we we score two more. Mm-hmm. So we take a three zero lead in the first period, and these guys are going crazy because here's this one Rangers fan in the sea of like Islanders fan. I'm just like kind of like, <laughs> clapping, very, very you just like a target. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did. Um, <laughs> anyway, the game ended. I believe it was six to four, yeah. but some of these goals were scored like in in garbage time. Um, Anyway, to, to finish it off, it was it was kind of fun to see like a packed packed stadium in the first period, and then by the start of the third period, it was literally only Rangers fans left yeah, well, in the UBS how, arena. That's how it works, you know. Damn. Rangers Rangers are having a special season. Um, <clears throat> I, I they really I, are. Yeah, they really are. Then and they have a good chance of of making. Uh, making the Stanley Cup finals and actually winning Lord Stanley's Cup, you know. Um I would hope so. I hope that there's a chance. I hope they get a good chance. I know that they yeah. got I believe they got a uh, home home uh, home rink advantage mm-hmm. uh in the first series. And they have a great goalie. Yeah. So that, that 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 also helps. Um I'm sorry. Would, Did you say yes. Lord Stanley? Yes. Yes. That's what that's Lord what you got. remember Stanley? this is a a it's it's kind of like a, a Canadian sport brought to America, mm-hmm. okay. and, and so they they retain a lot of you know the traditions of Canadian hockey and stuff, you know, um, out of respect. Obviously. I mean, Canada still and 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 yeah, there's still a force in, in but they're hockey. still in I mean, English territory, I believe. Right, exactly. They're they're, um, they're under they're under they're they're English Commonwealth, I believe. So they still. They still honor Queen Elizabeth and get all the uh, royal uh, treatments and stuff. I believe. Yeah. So you ha- you have all that. Um, in in terms of you know how awesome a hockey game is to watch in terms of spade a stadium. I've been to both the Meadowlands and Madison Square Garden to see hockey games. Um, I haven't been to the new UBS Arena, and I don't think. Um, yeah, and so hockey is hockey is hockey is really good when it comes to the way those stadiums are set up because you really have a good seat wherever you are. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Um, but and and I don't know. I, I'm gonna ask you, Gabe. Hockey is such a different experience watching it live than it is watching it on TV. Yeah, I, I think more so than any other sport, hockey is meant to be watched live. Because there's something, yeah, there's absolutely. something about that, you know. Well, you know what it is. So the, the what it is, and I think this is, and you know, I think that this is what it is. Um, there's so much action that's happening at the same time mm-hmm. um, that it's hard to follow. And and one of the biggest things is, for example, you can't you you, you know, and I don't know the, the hockey rules. I'm a, I'm a brand new hockey. Fan, so play the games. Uh, play the but, EA games. <laughs> I should seriously, I seriously. Should. That's how I learned hockey. I got, know? I got another thing that I got to tell you about, like what I did, which mm-hmm. would be kind of interesting and cool. But, um, but anyway, uh, the, the the one of the biggest things, right, is is 
you cannot go off sides. The off sides is if you have a team right. member on the opposite end of the uh, rink before the puck crosses into that side. So, yeah, so a lot of the action the that you see eye. has to be see, seen from a wide angle just to see how they're setting everything up, how they're passing the puck over them, and then, and then the rest of the team racing to get to that side so they can catch the puck before the opposing team um, can do anything with the puck. Um, and then the puck moves so fast and so far, like back and forth. And it's so small, it's, too. Right? Yeah, it's impossible to do on a television screen because on a television screen, the camera has to be just on the puck or just on the players. And it can't really get the full view and full scope of the game. So it's hard to follow the excitement of everything that's going on. For example, you might have on the television screen, you might have the action going against the wall, you know, where they're trying to clear the puck, but you don't get, because they have to have the camera on that action, you don't get to see where where the rest of the team, where the rest of the skaters are, how they're blocking, how they're creating their angles. Um, and sometimes it's really hard to see like some of these trick plays live on television when you get to see them live in person it's it's yeah. it's it's amazing so hockey mm. hockey's a really cool game if you get into it um but there there are some crazy rules like icing icing is is a is a weird rule that they I still have. don't understand icing so I, I just just really quickly icing is uh an attempt by the rules committee to not allow people to dump the the puck into the zone and just have somebody go over there and grab it you know so you cannot you cannot send a puck over two lines without one of your guys touching it. And so mm. what happens is is they that, have to pass it to the middle, and right? Then, and, and yeah, and yeah, remember, yeah, yeah. Now okay, you that have makes the offs- yeah. You have to worry about offsides where the blue line. You've got to keep the 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 puck in the middle of the you know of that and let one of your guys go into the zone first before you can advance the puck. Right. Mm. So icing is is kind of like you. If you didn't have icing, you can cheat where these guys just throw the puck to the other side, and it's a and they race just stay back here. The fence, right. yeah, yeah. It's a race to get to who who gets it first, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, if if you touch it, then it's icing. You have to let the other team touch it first, and then try and take away take it away from them. If you're going to do that. You know, so yeah, you I mean, can I do you know, it. I, I think, but I think the other team has to touch it first before you can actually act on getting the puck. Yeah, know? I'm telling everybody that I think that, like, you know, if you go to one or two games, you'll be able to enjoy the television experience much more because you'll you'll have an understanding of what is going on mm-hmm. off screen. You know, you have an idea of what would be going on because you've been to a live game. So, I I, I personally believe that hockey is the most fun live action game that there is. More fun than oh, basketball. Absolutely. I haven't been to football. Definitely more fun than baseball <gasps> and soccer. You've never been to a football game? Nope. Mm. I have not. But anyway, we have. Ooh. I have one more thing that actually I want to surprise mm. you guys with. Okay. Uh, on Friday night, after a very long day of work, so I did. I did. It's not like I'm just taking a bunch of days off. On Friday, I worked <sighs> from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. But then right after, without a break, okay, just doing teaching classes and doing privates all day. Um. But right after that, I bolted over to Brooklyn Video Games and Arcade, our friends uh, down there that have like it's 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 the resident, um, the resident retro video game store and arcade. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And I participated in the Street Fighter Three tournament that, that, that night. Oh, wow. Okay. How'd you do? I did not do that great. <laughs> no, I did, I, you know, so I, I did okay um, for for someone that hasn't competed in a uh, fighting game tournament in a long, long time. Last time that I competed in a fighting game tournament was literally 20, more than 20 years ago. Wow. Right? wow. Yeah, 2008, around there, when I lived in Texas, I did a Street Fighter tournament. Um, Street Fighter Three tournament also, and uh, and you know like I they normally have their tournaments for a lot of stuff on Thursdays. I know that they're now doing tournaments like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then they have a calendar on like what what game they're going to be playing on that those days. And and this one I signed up for um, when I first saw it because I was like, oh my god, it's a Friday, and I think I have the night off. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing anything. So I, you know, drove over there and I wanted to hang out. And I didn't have any ex- expectations at all. But then when I got there and I saw how some of these guys were playing, because they're all there like a whole hour before, like warming up and playing like their characters. <laughs> then I wow. really saw that I had no chance of winning. Um, did you win a, uh, a game? I did actually win some matches and then win a set. Um, okay. You know, it was... It was a little. It, it, it was a lot of fun. My first set. So the way that the tournament works is that it's just like an Evo tournament, fighting game tournament, mm-hmm. where you have a winners and a losers bracket. So basically, everybody has to be eliminated twice to be fully eliminated out of the tournament. Right. Um, you're with your opponent. You start off by having uh, a best of three set. So each match is best of three rounds. And then you have to win three matches or two matches, best of three with your opponent. Mm-hmm. I, in my first match, I am a Ken player in Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. And I faced uh, Remy. For those of you guys that don't know uh, three Street, Street Fighter 3 uh, characters, if you know Guile, um, which does like the sonic booms and the uh, flash kick and stuff, mm-hmm. he is a Guile-like character. Um, I was more nervous for this tournament than I was for any of the world championships in jiu-jitsu that I've competed. <laughs> and so that, that, that nervousness kind of translated in that first game where like, I'm dropping combos, I'm dropping execution. My fingers are super like jittery and like my heart is pumping because they live streamed this on Twitch and it was a super professional live stream. They had one of mm. like a, 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 an insane commentator, super <laughs> funny dude. Um, you know, shout out to NYC Furby. He's the one that put on the uh, live stream on Twitch. He has a Twitch channel and he live streams uh, a bunch of local New York competitions. Um, but it was a ton of fun. Uh, I did win one round. I won one game in that set. So he won the first game. I won the second game that he beat me in the third game. It was very close. Mm-hmm. But I ended up going into the loser's bracket. In the loser's bracket, I fought a uh, Hugo. Hugo's like your Zangief type. You know he's a grappler. He's he's, he's very very scary. I feel like he's much scarier than than, than Geef is. Um, I won that set, so I lost my first match, but then won the last two, and okay. so then I advanced in the losers bra- losers bracket. And the way that the losers bracket goes is that if you win the losers bracket, you get to now face the winner, the the the, the finalist. You become right. the next finalist, mm-hmm. right? So let's say the person that beat me in the first round um, ends up going all the way to the finals and I win uh, the loser's bracket. I face him again in the finals and the finals is a best of five set of matches. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there was no chance of me getting there because the, the skill level is <laughs> way too great. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. If you guys take a look at these guys, like, I mean, in Street Fighter 3, I would say is probably the most technical and hardest game to learn out of all the Street Fighter games, which is why I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a, a lot of fun. There was, you know, cash prizes, I believe, first place won uh 180 or 200 something like that they they won a they won a few hundred bucks in the first place uh second place won a little under 100 bucks and then third place gets like you know 30 40 bucks something like that so it was really really cool uh that was most of my adventures this week um, now that you finally got, got to get wet. out of the house now that you got your feet wet, are you are you planning on doing? Oh, I'm doing Street every single Street Fighter Three tournament. Go. I'm See, every they do they do each one of the games once a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and they have a rotation of tournaments every single week, and it kind of gives these people like a whole. They build this community now. Like now they have a third strike community that I'm probably going to see a lot of these same people at the next tournament. So, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that's I'm cool. super super down. I can't it's, wait to go compete and get my butt kicked again. But I'm in training mode now. <laughs> well, that's instead, what I'm of call it, instead of Call of Duty, a Street Fighter 3 third strike 30 minutes before bed, got to get my rounds in. Yeah, I, I think that, that that was part of your nervousness because even though you've played it before, you've never played it in a tournament style in a long time, right? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you being more nervous doing this than jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu is kind of like second nature to you. So yeah. you, mm-hmm. you've got that. Now that you're doing more and more tournaments, it's going to be a little bit easier. And hey, I mean, again, if you see some of these guys, man, if you, I'm telling you, man, I, I, we got, I got to find, I got to find like, uh, I got to find like the actual stream. I Mm -hmm. I hope that it's like available to, 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 to watch on YouTube or something like that. But man, these guys, like the timing is so precise on some of the stuff that you got to do. Some of these moves, some of these combos that it's like guys live and breathe that stuff. So So. they they do that in their sleep and whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you mentioned Twitch because, um, this week, both, um, AJ and I, AJ has been doing Twitch for a bit, but he does it more for like, uh, uh, his friends and stuff. But, um, he actually, we, I actually convinced him to throw his on YouTube and, I got a little saucy and I decided, you know what? Let me do my own Twitch and YouTube. So uh, <laughs> we, we both got on. Um, he did his earlier in the week. I did mine yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. You did it yesterday. We, we were both playing Elden Ring. Um, Eli says that I, I was a little extra on my Twitch yeah. stream. So, <laughs> really? Yeah. But yeah, it okay. was still pretty good somewhat maybe i don't know i don't know old man gaming that's what i called it so mm. you know let's see how that works but it was it was actually kind of fun it was actually kind of fun you know um but weird at the same time i don't know how these guys do it as a as a regular basis but hey mm. maybe I'll i mean do you know that's kind know. of the idea right like you gotta you gotta create some sort of uh interesting characteristics to make people want to follow you and 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 watch along i've never been a twitch guy it's hard for me to like commit to even watching the shows i want to watch um you know and 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 despite my outings this week that's kind of like an outlier i don't get a chance to go out too much um lately uh and that's gonna probably be even harder uh very soon (laughs) but um yes so i'm trying to take advantage now 
but it, it, it but it, it was it was fun to be a part of it. I'm definitely looking forward to the next tournament. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing some of these uh that commentary to speak. I mean, if you guys go to twitch.tv slash NYC Furby, you'll actually I just found it right here. Um you'll find the the uh tournament on there. Um it's a third strike monthly at Arcade Brooklyn. <clears throat> it's me, pretty cool. It's got like- six point five thousand views. Yeah, say, send me the link. I'll see if I can maybe extract yours. Oh, man, you're going to see on. video of me playing, actually, because they had a full video camera set up the whole nine. It was cool. All right. So, so I'm, I'm afraid and... I'm afraid of like rewatching the video now to see what the comments are on my game. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, God, I can imagine oh, now. No. People could be brutal on those things. So, oh, know. one more thing. I got to give a shout out to KBD fans on my new keyboard, custom keyboard that I ordered Ooh, finally in. Nice. I love Let's it. Go. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, on to the so, next. Yes. Uh, what are we talking next? Oh, we're Netflix talking about what we're bastard. not. No, 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 no. We're talking oh? about what we're not talking about. AJ, do me a favor. Turn around. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, if you guys that remember, guy. yeah, that guy. If you guys remember, last episode we were talking about, you know, are we excited for episode five of Halo? And I think most of us were kind of intrigued. Eli was absolutely not excited. Nope. Uh, not and then we started recording this podcast, and we all realized that we did not even see the episode. I actually thought we did. Which was no, which is crazy. We right? didn't. We didn't. You know, oh, and yeah. for all and, we and, and it. wait a second. Hey. <laughs> you know? And and for all that excitement that was that they were trying to build with uh, a very special preview of just episode five, just to let us know, like, hey, the action's coming. Everything you guys have been yearning for is going to be in this episode. We completely forgot it, and that's that's mm. a shame. That is a huge. That's a, that's a terrible indicator of where things are, and even worse of an indicator is the ad. That oh AJ my spoke god! About. So, AJ, please get us. Explain to me okay. exactly what happened. I'm gonna walk you through our what Friday night, right? It's Friday yes. night. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we were deciding what to watch. It was gonna be between Moon Knight and Halo, and so I figure, okay, well, I've seen some interesting stuff on Twitter that makes me kind of want to rage. So I want to see how this actually played out. Let's do Halo. And I saw Eli in the corner. He was going, oh, God, not more of this cringe. Mm. I was and actually, so, I wanted to watch it. That's not the impression you gave me Friday night. No, I saw I that face you, you made. I told you I wanted to watch it just to make fun of it. Yeah, that was after. That was after oh, we decided against it. But anyway. Yeah. um, So we get into the Paramount Plus app. As soon as we get in, we are like blasted with this ad for for Halo. And it's like Halo is heavenly in like huge oh. letters. And then exactly after that, I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't remember the exact thing that it read, but it read something along the lines of diehards have been enjoying this or something to that effect. And I'm like, turn this off. We're watching Moon Knight. (laughs) I need need to find this ad. (laughs) 
Bro, you can't speak for me like that. What? Okay, that's that's that. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me let me bring it back. Halo, Halo is, is heaven. heaven. Watching this on uh, Walt's uh, phone right now, but did it, did it have the other quote under it at all? No, it it was kind of like a it was like an actual ad, like it was a bit of a video, like a video. And then, ad. And then it's funny because now I I had also seen a uh, an ad also that I sent to the group. Uh, from mm-hmm. the uh, not an ad actually, I, it, it's a meme by the Halo Halo the series IG page, which is <laughs> which is kind of funny because I almost feel like whoever's the admin for the IG page is trolling either the fans <laughs> or Halo or both because they have a meme of John one one seven clearly because he has his helmet off, uh, saying I can't hear myself think, and then Cortana in the next slide says. Well, I can, and you're not missing much, and that's kind of a little bit that either that is that is either a troll job or probably one of the worst, most out of touch uh, memes that you can post because clearly this is this is what you know this is the sentiment that a lot of Halo fans, the diehards, feel that hey, like if anybody's asking, like you're not missing much, there's not that much there. And Damn. I don't know how this got approved. Is it even still there? Oh my goodness! Did you read the comments <laughs> on that? Because people were raging on both sides. You know? I, I I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. He I sent the, Walt sent, sent me the screenshot. the screenshots. It was <laughs> it was pretty hairy. Here's one of the comments: When I tell Cortana I can't watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. God, the, so I don't. The, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like I feel like they. they I feel like the, it's already done. I feel like there's not. I don't know if personally, I don't feel like there's redemption. If I'm at the point where I I completely forgot about the show halfway through. Yeah, I know. The uh, the Halo is Heaven comment comes from TV Guide. I didn't even know TV Guide still existed. <laughs> I don't know honest. why you would use that <laughs> comment know? in the first place. Well, I think I think they're trying to. Uh, it's positive, positive marketing for them, right? But I don't um, know. Not if they think about it. It's, see, the thing nowadays is that you cannot market without having a comment section. So everything from marketing, from the marketing standpoint, you have to. You can't. You can't think of like from marketing from a marketing perspective. You can't think about like, all right, how is this ad going to feel, or how people are going to feel when they see it. It's now the instant reaction has to be like, what are the comments going to be like under this ad? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of how things got to be now. Are they going to make fun of this ad? Or are they going to poke fun at us for clearly, saying this? And clearly, it, yeah, they, they, they are. Yo. They have so many. The missteps from pre-marketing, you know, uh, making us feel like this is everything that we've been yearning for for years. They should have been much more clear about the fact that this is not the Halo video game. And then all these I ads. Think they were though. I think they were. I, I think don't think they were that clear. Not if I, I didn't get that point, especially in the ads. You know well, those trailers. The, the, well, the trailers. Yeah, the I trailers guess. really did do, do a good job of making it feel like this is Halo the game. So yeah, the message was I, I not clear to me. Yeah, but but if you if you read the articles, they you know the the creators were very very upfront and saying this is not canon, this is not based on the video games. But I, I guess I see your point. You know, 
for the person who doesn't read like we do, you know, like all of this other stuff. 90% of people not, don't. You would not have gotten that, you know. Because, for example, me, I don't read reviews until after I've seen it, mm-hmm. you know. I don't read reviews until after I seen it. That was very. But this loud was beforehand. Yawn. This was before the the show even came out. It's funny because yesterday. That, that, right, but that's what I'm AJ. saying. Like I don't read reviews or articles about mm-hmm. a show until after I've started seeing it because I don't uh, want anything okay. to be spoiled. Okay. I want that first impression to be like you know unveiling the mask and the blindfold for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unveiling the mask. Well, <laughs> what was it? Pun, pun not intended. <laughs> AJ, what was that conversation yesterday? Oh man, like how long did how long did that conversation go? So we had we had my my nephew, um, and my my brother and sister in law come over, and we had kind of like a game night, you know, with the the longest Uno game in, probably in the history of mankind. But <laughs> we won't get into that. But um, what a good forty five minutes, I want to say, just mm. on, just on Halo, yeah. Like, because we were we were we were talking about whether or not Halo could have been done without the Master Chief, and it basically came down to, well, yeah, there is a way you can do it. It's just like, because I mean, if you if you really want to tell a different story, but at least allude to your big marketing nuclear weapon what's it master chief Mm -hmm. the best way to start would be to tell the story of the fall of reach in like the lens of noble team or a team like noble team yeah and then they pass the torch pass the cortana to chief and then you start halo I think that that's how it should have been done too. I think that if anything, like if they could have created a Halo universe properly, as is all properties now on television, they could have started off with Fall of Reach, Noble Team, the whole nine. They could have done anything, ODST. They could have done any of these kind of like sub, um, sub stories that delve into the geopolitics or, or or space politics, as well as um the mindset of uh of what goes on in the Spartan program and just then the third. And then maybe let's say at the very, the very last <laughs> episode, like Luke and the Mandalorian master chief comes down and saves the day, gives us that still, it still gives us that feel of like, Oh man, he's the hero. He's the one that's like, he's the Superman of the show without letting the politics get in the way of his Superman-ness. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I, think I show, get it. I think what the show is, it has done poorly is have Master Chief very heavily involved as an instrument in the politics of the show, where I think it should have been very, very separate. You know, so this way you still feel like, despite all the politics and everything going on in the show as a story, when I see Master Chief, I'm seeing the the the, the hero Master Chief that I fell in love with and have played for the last 20, 20, 20 years in video game format. Um, and then... You can have like a Master Chief show, uh, completely separate after this this whole the story has been set up. I think that that's really how it should have been done. Yeah, that's another thing we actually got to talking about, like how difficult it is just adapting video game material. Period. Like, 
especially when you get around to talking about, oh, well, why does Master Chief wear his helmet all the time? Well, it's because the player, you know, they can kind of transplant themselves now that they've not seen the face, this, that, and the other. But, like... I, 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 I disagree with that. I think that that's something where I'm what I feel like. I feel like that's something that that we are now justifying by osmosis because I never knew that that was the intention. That's just something that I started hearing after the articles started coming out explaining why he's taking the helmet off. I mean, did you guys ever feel like, oh, I'm Master Chief when I play the game before I mean, the articles? Can, can I be completely honest? Yeah. I was never a Master Chief guy. I was all about Arbiter. Okay. And that's Same. cool. But, but you know, but again, like, but you know. So that, your, to your point, though, yeah, I never really saw myself as Master yeah. Chief. This isn't, this is, this is, this is, I feel like this is the PR spin on the backlash that they expected from the helmet being off. Maybe from focus groups. After they showed the show to the focus groups, they came up with these you know, these, these talking points for articles and stuff, but I never thought that that's what it was. I always wanted to know that was always the allure of master chief. We always wanted to know what he looked like. You know, that was like, that's why they always teased us by taking off the helmet, but not showing the face. It's because we never assumed that we are master chief. We all wanted to know. It's just the mystery was exciting and enticing. I you think know? that 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 was always like a, a fanboy fantasy for for some for some not Maybe not for, for all, some you know yeah I mean it, it's kind of like the whole Spider Man he wears the mask anybody can be Spider Man under the mask you know that kind of thing so I right. think it, it's a take on that um, I just you know one of, one of the things that I was and this went into the whole you know adapting video games and and things like that is like you know he. My my nephew was was kind of like, well, you you can you shouldn't take off the helmet at, in any case, you know, um, and, and so I'm like, but you know, in in the video game, you know, having the helmet and having the armor, it's critical for you to have it on all the time because in a video game you're constantly fighting, but when you're trying to adapt something, there are times where just the situation dictates for you not to be there and one of one of the one of the um points that i made you know he hasn't seen the show so you know he's coming from you know the the point of view that everything's online and what he he reads and read it and all this stuff but one of the points that i was trying to make was like you know there's a point where master chief does get caught and he's incarcerated you're not going to keep him in the suit that's absolutely true but, but why is that know, the story that needs to be told? Why can't but, we get the story of Master Chief in the but battles? Here's, but here's here's the the crazy part about it because you know people are so focused on on him not taking it off, and he was like, "Well, then just armor lock it." I'm like, "That's not what you do when you put somebody in jail." You know what I'm yeah. saying? And and then there are moments where you know you see him relaxing and stuff. He's not going to be relaxing in his armor. I'm sorry. That that's just. He's like, well, you know. You know He's a soldier. He should be ready at any moment. That's not how soldiers operate. All right. So I I need to combat this a little bit because that's where where I have that issue where it's like you have this unwritten rule where he can't take any of this. I understand. But see, but see, here's 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 where I have to fight you on this a little bit because I'm not I'm not saying that he doesn't need to take the helmet off and he doesn't need to take the suit off. I'm saying that this is the wrong story to tell because 
they the only reason if if you don't if you don't give us a story of him being in uh in the jail cell or him relaxing or him you know you know uh let me let me get completely naked so i could take this uh little yeah i know that that's mm, you know if you don't show if you don't if if that's not the story then we don't get those things my thing is that like you know this should be master chief in the field master chief and his ship going you know basically planet hopping you know to to understand what's going on with uh the artifacts and so on and so forth um and more of master chief fighting you know we got four episodes of master chief basically not fighting at all which obviously warrants him not needing to have the helmet on the suit on but this is mm-hmm. why i say that this is the wrong story to tell you know they i'm not saying that they shouldn't tell these 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 elements of the story they can show them or they can tell them but at a different point a little bit more spread out so that the the feeling of of halo is still there so i just think that like it's the wrong story to tell so what i'm gathering here and and you know this is something that's been percolating in my mind and you're kind of reinforcing it here right now mm-hmm the issue is not the fact of the unmasking of Master Chief. I think I think what we're what we're really raging against here is the story that's being told. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think more than anything. But people are conflating that with the whole, you know, he needs to keep his helmet on. You know, uh, yeah. I, I think I, that's 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 becoming the extension. Instead of blaming the story, they're blaming the fact that he's got he's walking around with no helmet. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I think a lot of the masses do generally have uh, trouble articulating exactly the feeling that they have. I think that for the most most part, people don't realize that the reason they don't like Halo is because it's the wrong story to tell. Um, They're just associating not liking it with seeing something without visual, the helmet you know something, something visual tangible. like you know they don't understand like how story development works i think that the the mass majority of majority of uh consumers are just straight up consumers not reviewers not creatives and i'm not saying i'm any of those but i think that because we delve a little bit more we geek out on the little aspects like storytelling character development that sort of stuff we can pay attention to what how it could have been done better because we understand it a little bit more than the average person. Um, but the, but the, the thing is that like this, that's, it still holds true. Like even though the majority of people are complaining about the unmasking and how often he basically doesn't have his helmet on, mm-hmm. um, it's still, the root of the problem is still the same. I think it's just the wrong story to tell. You yeah. know, I think, uh, and, and, you know, it's a gamble that they, you know, they made. Uh, but I think it's just it's not paying off ultimately. Yeah. The, the the one last thing, the other the other thing that he mentioned was um he felt that Master Chief should not be involved in the series at all. I agree. And, and you you're gonna speak on this, right? But my my whole thing was like, you know, um you you can't do that to Halo and have your biggest chip and not use it. Um I, I think at some point Master Chief definitely has to be involved. He was like, well, you know, there's tons of Halo stories you can tell. I said, but you have to establish the universe first with your main hero before you tell those stories. And, you know, he was like, well, you can watch Solo and still enjoy it. I said, that is true. But the fact that you're willing to go see Solo is 
because you had yeah, because seven of, yeah. movies beforehand to establish this universe first. Yeah, the reason you want to see Star Solo Wars, and Chewbacca is because of Star Wars. Right. Star Wars does not work if you never introduce Luke Skywalker yeah. and Darth Vader. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work as a franchise. You can't start with a Solo and then expect people to jump on. And just look at Solo's num- box office numbers. It did poorly. And that's what an established character in a universe that's already a franchise. And yeah. so my 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 take to that my take to that was that you need to bring in Halo, establish Master Chief as your guy, tell a competent story, and then from there you can open up the universe. The other thing you too know? is that like I think that like, you know, it's easy to say that oh you don't need Master Chief or something when you're already a fan, have played the games and know exactly. the entire backstory. Yeah. It's easy. It's really easy for you to be like, I don't need that. to see Master Chief because I know Master Chief. Right. What about the masses that don't know Master Chief? Exactly. That's how you have Master Chief. But this is also why I still think it's the wrong story to tell. Because yeah. all the people <laughs> that are not Halo fans that haven't played the games, they're getting the wrong uh, first impression of Master Chief. This isn't the Master Chief that we fell in love with. And the goal should have been to like, hey, like all these people that didn't play the video games, let's make them fall in love with Master Chief 2. You know, and then once we have the, the, the TV people and the gamers all on the same team, now let's tell the story, you know, of Master Chief and his emotions and everything that's going on in his head in season two. As a matter of fact, I thought it was very, very perplexing that they announced uh, season two before season one even debuted. And I can tell you, honestly, I feel like the reason that they did this is because the and I, you know, I'm, I'm you know, theorizing here, but. They probably had their focus groups, realized how much it was going to be panned, and they were like, well, let's let's put all this stuff out there first to kind of get ahead of it. Let's get the talking points. Let's let them know that season two is already going to come. Uh, and so this way, it's like, hey, like I know that this season may not be exactly what you were looking for, but there's already season two coming, and hopefully they can make amends there. I believe that all of this was done in for for damage control before the first episode even came out. I think it was also a show of support, you know, to the the creators and and the guys saying, hey, "Listen, we've got your back." Yeah, you know, I, yeah I know this, I, I this might that, yeah. be divisive, you know, yeah. and, and stuff, but you know what? We're going to allow you to tell your story, which is something that you know what? I, to be honest, a lot of sci-fi shows don't get the opportunity to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi shows, you know on 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 a regular basis never get to finish their storylines you know they they get maybe a season or two and then they're cut because a you know the following for sci-fi unfortunately is not great and they're traditionally very expensive to make yeah so Cowboy you have a, yeah you have a very very short leash with sci-fi you know so i think this this was kind of their way of saying 343 whoever you know the producers We've got your back. Tell your story. It may be bumpy at the beginning, but hopefully you can kind of fix fix this along the way. Yeah. What? So just to repeat that again. What are so, they trying to do? I, I, I don't know what, the, because I'm not in their office. just theorizing. Their minds, right? But I think the the reason why they, they said, hey, guys, there's a season two coming was kind of like a way of deflecting, like Gabe said, you know, some of the vitriol that the show was going to get, especially with the first couple of episodes, we still haven't seen the end, so we can't, we don't know how it's going to end, right? 
But I think it's also a way of kind of letting people know that we trust the creators and their vision for this show, you know. And it, again, it's a way of telling the fans that listen, stick with us. We we've got this. We know what we're doing. You just gotta give us a chance. You know what I mean? I mean, I hope so. I'm. I, I've kind of written out the the first season already, um, so I'll I'll. I'll I'll see what's up. I mean, so again, we, we still we'll see, we still need film. to see the fifth episode, but it's telling that what it came out on Thursday, so Friday, Saturday, and now Sunday. <laughs> it, 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 it's four days. Listen, listen. It's four days yeah. removed, and not a single meme or anything has come out of the fifth episode. That's like, wow, oh my god, or reviews of like well, that episode was amazing. You know, we didn't have any of that. Maybe not that. There were memes that didn't come out about, okay, well, yeah. If you're talking about, like, wow, this episode was good, there were more memes that aren't necessarily. <laughs> no, the, the memes that can. Side. Yeah, like. But this is what I'm saying, though. Like, there was nothing, even, there was nothing out there, you know, good or bad otherwise, that was like go check out this episode or even that. How bad was this episode? Like, there's just like no talk. No, for bad there, there kind of was at least what I saw on Twitter, but like Twitter guy, I know that Twitter has a quite a lot of chatting. So, well, just, just so that, um, just really, really quick. IGN gave the episode a seven out of 10. Wow. Um, That's generous. I mean, okay. IGN is generally pretty generous. Yeah, James Games Radar gave it a three out of five. That's okay. um, still generous. Well, you didn't see the episode, Forbes, so you don't know that. Forbes.com. It's gonna be bad though. I love I love the the You don't the, know that, Eli. It it is. Listen, you don't listen, know listen. that. There's only like two, three more episodes left. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you two more here. This one's from Forbes.com and I love their title. No butts, no memes, only glorious combat. Thank you. Generous. And um, AJ, you're probably going to enjoy this because it introduces some species that we haven't seen before. Yeah, I've, I've, no, 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 no. I've seen, I know what's supposed to be in that episode. I don't like it because it has 343 written all over it. All right. The last, the last one I'm going to say is from Game Informer. I'm going to read the first sentence. It's no secret that the Halo series has seen its fair share of ups and downs. The title of the article, Episode 5 Review, Best Episode Yet. So, listen. I guess maybe we do have to watch it. Yeah, beauty is going to be in the eye of the beholder, really, at this point. So, um, I'm not going to criticize it until I see it. And to be honest, part of the reason we haven't seen it is because we've had kind of a busy schedule the last couple of days, right? And so, um, but then the I other. I mean, I went to a hockey game and played in a Street Fighter tournament instead of watching. This episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and the same thing with us, you know. Uh, we we've had stupid we've had ad, but the ad was the one that killed it for us. I mean, again, look, this is the thing. This it. is the thing, right? So, like mm-hmm. in the age of streaming, where you can really make time for whenever you have time to watch something. This show is not making you plan your schedule around it anymore, or not even not to plan your schedule around it but to plan it around your schedule because you have the ability to just watch it when you're ready to watch it. And none of us wanted to. Yeah. 
Well, we'll see. I, like I said, I'm, I'm, um, we do I'm have one more thing that we got to kind of like touch on. Uh, we yes. we got to talk a uh, touch on Netflix. What is going on at the uh, the house that N built? Netflix is being a bunch of bozos right now. <laughs> Netflix is on like there's like a firestorm of everything going on at Netflix. So the news came out this week. Actually, a bit of Netflix news came out this week. Uh, the biggest news is how much their stock tanked after the early reports of their subscriber loss, uh, which I forget what the initial number was. 200,000 subscribers. So in the last quarter. quarter, First quarter, they lost 200,000 subscribers. And then they also annotated saying that uh, they are expecting 2 million subscriber losses in the second quarter. Which is... No, no, no. That's a little bit incorrect. What, what, What it was is that they had projected for that first quarter an increase of 2.5 million subscribers. And instead, it turned out that it was 200,000 that they lost. Now, a lot of what, what, they, what, they're say, what they're saying is a lot of the subscriber losses due to the situation in the Ukraine and Russia, where Russia, Netflix has effectively been cut off from Netflix, right? But I also do think that it has a lot of to a lot to do with password gate. Yeah, yeah, there's and, that too. And conversely, there's there, I think you know the current financial situation, the economic situation, is also having an effect on Netflix as well. Because you know, um, for a lot of people, you got to kind of pick and choose the luxuries that you want to keep around when you're worrying about putting you know, food on the table, right? So I, I think there's a, a big combination of things with Netflix that that's kind of snowballing all at one time, you know? That's, yeah, I mean, I yeah, yeah, no, clearly. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's still very, very huge. I do definitely understand the whole... Uh, the numbers thing with like you losing losing a lot of European subscribers because of the uh, conflict in, in Ukraine and Russia, um, them taking a stance on on uh, on 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 the uh, because I, I I believe on on the whole incident that's happening over there I believe they've they've closed out uh, their Russia division. Yes, they they suspended the service, and and according to their figures, that resulted in a net loss of seven hundred thousand from Russia. It's just alone. Yeah, just Russia alone. So, so I can I I I commend them for taking stance and like following following suit with the rest of the uh, the companies worldwide and and I guess in their own private way sanctioning Russia themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so so it sucks that they're kind of dealing with this fallout. Uh, and I guess it's expected, you know, uh, but the other big news is that Netflix is canceling, canceling or getting rid of completely their anime division. Yes. Plus a few other areas that they're going to be trimming down. Yeah. They, they, they've, um, they, they've effectively fired the the director of anime services. I don't know exactly what the title oh, is. Hold, hold on a second. I thought it was animation. Are you saying animation. it's anime? No animation on a, on a, on. A I am way level. off. I oh, okay. This is what happens when you just skim through things. Yeah, I was but, gonna say, yo, get no. Well, but oh. animation does encompass anime, so yeah. you know things like 
I think Castlevania was a, a Netflix anime. Things like right. that you're not going to see anymore. Okay, but my... Seven Deadly Sins, Dora Hidoro. Yeah, my concern was not being able to watch JoJo's on Netflix. That was going to no, be a bridge those, too far for me. Those are still going to be there. It's the ones that are being produced by produced Netflix. Produced by Netflix, yeah. Okay, you know, okay. Those are the ones that are going to be affa- affected. So, yeah, so the, I mean, but that's that's the thing. There are, there are anime shows that are produced by Netflix, like such as Seven Deadly Sins, um, and I believe Dorodoro is also produced by Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there, there's a couple like very high-profile anime shows that are produced by Netflix, or at least that they have the rights for. So that does kind of suck. Yeah, it does. You know, it's it's <clears> not a. Excuse me. And, and you know, it, it, it's weird because, you know, Netflix right now is is kind of tone deaf to what what people are dealing with right now. You know, and and so. I, you know, this may be a direct response to the, to losing all of those those um those subscribers. You know, uh, anime. You know, not to us, but to a lot of people, is still kind of like a fringe, um, you know, medium and stuff. You know, it, it is becoming it is. more popular. It it's becoming more mainstream. But they probably took a look at their offerings and said, you know what. We're probably not getting enough bang from our buck from animation and anime and stuff like that. And this is somewhere, something that we can cut out, which won't affect the larger population of our Netflix subscribers and stuff. But, you know, you're losing you're losing a lot of a lot of your subscribers now. You know, a lot of people are now going back to work. So Netflix is not a thing that, you know, was as needed to get us through the pandemic, right? Um, But they're also very tone deaf because, you know, we're in the middle of an economic, um, I'm not going to say crisis, but, you know, we have, there's a situation. And what do they do at the start of 2022? They raise their prices. They raise their prices, and then they also take away the password sharing. Um, which unless... is funny, which is funny because I, I think they tweeted out maybe like two or three years ago, password sharing is love. This is on their official tw- Twitter account. So they were actively telling people, go ahead, you know, share your password. Wow. This yeah. is this was part of their strategy. What? Now, yeah. Now you're pulling that away. And, and on top of that, you're not you're not even saying you're going to start charging people based on IP addresses and where they're located yeah, that's for the, those yeah. extra things. Bro. I mean, you know, everything that Netflix is doing right now from a PR standpoint is that's a poison pill. You're, you're doing everything wrong. You're, you know, people have people jumped onto Netflix during the pandemic. Uh, you know, a lot of people ha- use that, that service to kind of, get Get them through through being Mm -hmm. shut down and stuff you know shut in and stuff like that um you have households that are maybe people don't live in the same house you know you have a kid that goes off away to college and stuff like that you're not these are things that you know you're not thinking about you know and Mm. and then to have this seismic shift of losing subscribers which they've never done before and then you talk i mean I mean, the thing PR is, like, they, I, I feel like they're doing? they're they're creating this like, uh, you know, vortex of of subscriber 
losing things. Like, obviously, they've lost subscribers, but now they're going to lose more because the prices went up, lose even more because now you can't share passwords and lose more because there's other companies and brands out there. For example, if you're you're going to get rid of any or some anime that people are are into, uh, maybe someone like me is going to jump on, you know, well, I mean, I am on Crunchyroll, but now if there's less of a reason to be on Netflix and it's like, and I can't share passwords, I can't do any of this stuff. Uh, maybe I just don't have Netflix at all then, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, the, the reason I'm sharing a password or I have someone else's Netflix account is because I can't afford Netflix. So if I don't get mm-hmm. the password, it's not necessarily going to make me, you know, get a Netflix account. If I wanted a Netflix account because I can't live without Netflix, then maybe I would have had a Netflix account. But now there's even less stuff on there when you have Paramount, which I probably cancel at the end of the Halo show. Maybe you should just cancel it now. Um <laughs> Uh, like uh, you know, Hulu, Netflix, all Listen, that stuff. Like it's just, I don't know. Dis- man. Disney's problems in Florida aside, that Disney bundle is looking very, very good. When you when you look at you know the the price that Netflix has, because with the Disney bundle, not only do you get Disney Plus, which handles your superhero, you know, Nat, Nat Geo, Nat Geo, um, Star Wars fix right yeah hulu has a pretty decent collection of anime on there you know what i'm saying and for the sports fan you get espn so i mean yeah i mean i i I have i have the hulu disney plus bundle with espn and everything too and then i also have that through my t-mobile account so i get like a ten dollar discount a month Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I, I pay, I think it's, uh, like only $6 a month for all three of those services, which is That's really good because of the T-Mobile thing, thing, right? which is what allows me to get like Crunchyroll and Paramount, uh, Netflix. I, I share, um, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess the only real reason that I watch Netflix is for the Korean dramas. <laughs> So I'll have to I'll, ha- I'll have to uh, see how I how I get my K drama fix if I end up not was it like losing Tubi? my password. So Tubi or or something like that. I don't know. I have no idea. So I don't know how that works. So, but there there are ways to get around that. But I I mean I th- I think Netflix is really making a misstep here because um they're they're kind of tone deaf with what's going on with with their subscriber base right now yeah especially yeah. in this geopolitical and economic climate that we're living in right now um you know you're making all the wrong moves i hate to say well you know what you like know? maybe maybe yeah. they're testing it out first i think that like if they test it out and realize all right there's no way to really control the password sharing thing or they're losing too much i think they'll probably go back to password sharing you know if if it doesn't yeah. go well for them on a subscriber thing you know because because everyone's sharing each other's passwords. It's almost like kind of like an unspoken profit share between the companies, between like Disney, Netflix, and all these other companies. Without them realizing it, it's like, all right, if you give me your Disney password and I give you my Netflix password, then we're kind of like sharing each other's profits in mm-hmm. a way. But if you're forcing me to cancel something, well, I'll just cancel Netflix, and I'll, but I'll enjoy your password. You know? and, and it's Unless- interesting that none of the other services are following suit. That's the only thing that that kind of worries me. I wonder if because the only way that this would work for Netflix is if all the other companies do it as well. If all the other companies do it as well and you're forcing the consumer to pick and choose, then that's where you're going to have a true subscriber list 
because mm-hmm. if no one's able to share passwords, then people are going to pick and choose exactly where their money is going to go to. And it's going to go 100% to that company. Yeah. So that's that's the only way that it'll work. But Netflix being maybe Netflix, or maybe they're trying to be pioneers in this way, you know, so that the other companies can follow suit. But I think that that would be a, a, a that would be very detrimental to the consumer. I think that everyone's subscriber list would go down. Um, yeah. So, hmm. so I don't think I don't think that that's going to work for any of the companies, really. Well, you're you're right that this is a test run because I believe the password sharing thing um, only affects a couple of countries in South America. I think Brazil and Peru, maybe two of those countries. And um, when they were pressed on what exactly is the criteria, um, I I believe what they said was, well, we're going to go right now at least for the people who are more the heinous um, abusers of this. And so, you know, people that have have been sharing passwords to like 15 people, you know, those are the ones that as at least for right now, my understanding is that they're targeting. So this this really is not going to affect, you know, a lot of us right now, you know, yeah. unless you have a family of 15 and then you're screwed, you know. Yeah. But you know, it, it's the start of something, you know, and, and it's interesting to see, you already see the backlash from it, you know, um, and especially when they were actively promoting you to do it, you know, it, it's kind of disingenuous that now all of a sudden, because you've had a subscriber loss for the first time in your history, and you're, it, it seems like they're overcompensating, over, overreacting. That's, right. that's the sense that I'm getting. Right. All right. Um, Is there anything else that we want to talk about? We thought this was probably, I thought this was probably maybe go 40, 45 minutes, something like that. (laughs) Yeah, we got into it. Especially with Halo. Halo. Halo Halo will always be contentious on this podcast. That is, yeah, on this podcast, but only now, because honestly, before the show came out, Halo wasn't contentious for anyone, I think. Uh, That's. I mean, maybe not on this podcast, but within the community, I'm not going to say that's true. I well, what I mean is that, like, I, I'm not saying that, like, I think that, like, because everything that was used it was was hated was universally hated, and everything that was loved was universally loved. Maybe we give or take a few elements here and there, but I don't think that there was ever anybody that's like, you know, Halo Five is the greatest game, and then another faction saying Halo Five is the worst game. I don't think that it was that. Maybe divisive mm-hmm. is the word. I don't yeah. think Halo was ever that divisive before the show. Uh, it's I'm not gonna lie. It's it actually kind of Infinite started becoming divisive before the show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, mm. it, it really did. Yeah, with the fact that Forge wasn't coming out, multiplayer was was yeah, a little broken. The rewards yeah. still suck. <laughs> yeah. They kind of went to this whole season pass thing that they've never really done before. Um, to this point, you still can't play co-op multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, there's there, they did have some issues. Prior yeah, but those are those are video game issues. I'm talking about like the uh, like as a story, as the characters. I mean, the you know, like these are if there's something wrong with the car, there's something wrong with the car. But you know, I don't know if that's like yeah. good analogy, but. You know, like I like I understand. Like I definitely wish I had co-op so I could play with you guys. I definitely wish, especially on a game like this, I definitely wish I had a lot of a lot of the elements and stuff from the older games. But it doesn't. 
make me not like the story or Master Chief any less. I have to get sense. back into Infinite because I started it and I lost. I hate to say it, I it's, lost a little yeah. bit of interest in it. You know yeah. what it is is that I think that like one of the biggest issues for me because I am enjoying Infinite, but not as much as I've enjoyed other Halo games, is that it's not linear enough. I think it's right. too Ghost of Tsushima. Right. I, it I feels think like the, a Halo Ghost of Tsushima, which would which would be cool. It is. It is still cool, mm-hmm. but I it like because I have it's too much freedom. It's it's to me. It's also the same thing that happened with Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, which is um, I had too much freedom. So I didn't feel emotionally invested in the story because I was kind of 50% of my mind was on doing my own thing. And the other 50% was like, oh, let me go back to the story. Too much freedom. Too much freedom. You you miss the the elements of um, the video game equivalent of 24, right? Where everything was frenetic and had to be done in a certain way and... You know, if you missed your time frame, then the universe would be screwed. This one is kind of like, I'll save the universe, but you know what? I've got time to have a little bit of yeah. coffee at Starbucks. You know, yeah, I, you know, I, you know, I, I think, I think that there, I think that the, uh, the, the, the method of the game should have been a little bit more. You know, I think they should have separated the two things. You know, I think that uh, there should have been like a very linear way to play Halo. So this way, I feel like I'm just playing, going through the campaign the way that I would normally go through um as opposed to like all this freedom because I, I i actually don't even know how to continue advancing the campaign i'm just like hitting all these different things <laughs> hoping that i that i continue the campaign at at one point but it shows you the objectives i know but like it doesn't feel like there's a real order to 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 the objectives and stuff and i don't know there's... when i'm going to get like i don't know i mean i like i like i understand what you're saying but it's just like like on my way to 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 some sort of objective, I gotta go save US, UNSC over here, and I gotta go like you know do this stuff and and those marines know. can wait. They've been waiting their whole <laughs> lives. They can yeah, wait a little longer. It doesn't longer. feel very Master Chiefy <laughs> to make them wait. Anyway, I think we're ranting on a little bit long. Let's yeah. go ahead and uh, say our goodbyes. It's been an awesome show, awesome episode, good conversation. Glad uh, we could jump on it. Um and uh, once again, please like, rate, share, and subscribe. Check out all our other podcasts that are under the Talents Fifty Five Studios banner. Um, that would be Walt's job to describe because I am blanking now again. So you you have any of the episode? You have this podcast, the Get Geek Podcast, and this focuses more on just like geeky stuff, right? Um, you have the Cross Gen podcast, which is a little bit more fluid in, in our topics. Like, yeah. for example, you know, we've done Elden Ring, and t- this week we're going to be doing the Auto Show. So we're, we're a little, you know, a little bit more diverse. Um, we also have the Positively Cynical podcast, which has more of a political bent to it. Uh, the Gabe and Walt show right now is on hiatus because. Quite frankly, we've been very, very busy individuals, but sports still goes on. We've got the draft coming up, so we will we will talk about the draft. That will be our comeback show. There you go. Thursday, we need to talk about the draft because football is king. Yes. So maybe maybe we make our glorious return then next week. You know. So those are those are the four podcasts that Talents Fifty Five Studios offers. So um check it out I, there's probably something that um 
will something for find your to your liking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at some point it'll be like Baskin Robbins that had 56 episodes, 50, 56 <laughs> podcast shows. Flavor for I don't think I have enough time for all of that. <laughs> so, And with that said, stay geeky, everybody. Stay geeky. Geeky. See ya.